On today's show, I'm going to be talking to Baby Dawn. She's got this amazing single out called Mood, hot on the tail of lots of other great releases and just really cool stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to give a little zinger right off the bat and hopefully talk about Seattle. So welcome to the show, Dawn. Hey, how are you? Glad to be here. Hey, I'm great. And I was reading in your bio, were you born in Seattle? Yes, I was born in Seattle, Washington. My Both of my parents were stationed there. They were both in the military. Oh, okay. Uh, so how long did you live in Seattle for? Honestly, only for a couple of months. I was a baby, so I moved over to the East Coast when I was about one years old. Okay. Get away from the rain pretty fast. Yeah, I <laughs> couldn't stay there too long. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you started, it seems like, pretty young. Like, when did you first get involved in music and all this? Um, I Honestly, my whole entire life, I've been, you know, involved in music. I, I remember my mom showing me videos when I was really young, you know, dancing and trying to sing rap songs. Um, but really taking music seriously and really wanting to become an artist, I would say about 11 years old is when I really started doing music, you know, the way that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So do you remember the first time you performed live on stage? Yes, I do. It was very nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> and so where was it? Was it like at school or some community performance? Yes. So it was actually a community performance. We have this local, well, it, it tra I'm pretty sure it travels around the East Coast, but it's called the Chesapeake Jubilee. Um, it's like a local um, festival um, park. A lot of people, it's got the rides and everything. So it was, I believe it was my fifth or sixth grade year. My mom asked me if I wanted to try to perform there. And I was like, yeah, of course. I only had one song at the time. It was called preteen style. And it was the only song that I performed. And I went up there and I was so nervous. You know, I had my best, my best dress fit on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really fun. There was a decent amount of people out there. So well, I'm curious. So the name Baby Dawn, did you get that name because you started so young? Actually, so my original name was Chloe Royale because um, my first, real first name is Chloe. Um, but the Baby Dawn I switched over to about four years ago. I just kind of wanted to change my my look and my image and my brand. Um, but Baby Dawn came from my favorite animal is a shark. Um, and if you're familiar with the prehistoric shark called the Megalodon, just a really big shark um supposed to be one of the biggest sharks in the world so i'm really a small set person i'm only five feet five foot one in person so that's kind of where the baby came from so i just put it together as baby don oh my goodness so this isn't a challenge for like lil kim's territory no <laughs> <laughs> no well, I, I also uh, like the fact you, you, you've infused yourself with the history of rap. So it seems like early on, you really immersed yourself in some of the classic rap artists. Yes, yes. Missy, Al Missy Elliott is probably one of my favorite, you know, artists that came before my time. Um, and, you know, she's from my same area as well. So it's really inspiring. Oh, no. When you say Missy Elliott time boy do i feel old now <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I mean when i think of history of rap here i'm thinking sugar hill gang and uh oh boy i'm ancient 
Oh man, nah, you're not that bad. And, and what's <laughs> crazy is though, I actually haven't even, and I feel uncultured, but I haven't, I haven't heard of Sugar Hill Gang. Oh my goodness! Well, please promise me when when we're done here today, you'll take some time this week. Look up Sugar Hill Gang and okay, we'll do. Yeah, I need to do my research for sure. See, you'll be happy with this this little history. This was like the big one that I think really uh, kickstarted a lot in the late seventies. So, so when you say um, you know Miss Elliot from your area, uh, what area do you live in now? So I live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Um, the specific county or city that I live in is Chesapeake. Um, so yeah. Okay. From, and yes, I was gonna say she's from Portsmouth, um, which is also in the Hampton Roads area. So what's the current rap climate there like? Because things can be so regional. So like where you're at, like like what's the happening sound right now? I would say, you know, Virginia, at least in our small, the 757 area of Virginia, we don't really have our own sound. Um, we're kind of just, you know, taking inspiration from other rap communities um, and, you know, taking inspiration really from their their beats, like the drill scene. We, you know, we do a lot of that here. Detroit, I hear a lot of that here as well. Um, but I mean, we're also a little bit, I don't know if you consider Virginia the South or the North, but, you know, we do dibble and dabble with some of the South um, sounds as well. So we really don't have our own sound, but just taking a lot of inspiration from the other communities. Mm -hmm. The drill sound, that's been very popular. Do you think that's just going to keep going on and on? Honestly, I think so. I think drill is really going to be the the pushing force for because i if you're familiar with underground music that's really really popular right now but drill is the main component and the main sounds that you hear when you hear underground and new age music so i definitely think drill is gonna continue to push up and just keep skyrocketing mm -hmm. well what what's unique about your style you know what, what do you think is a special sound you're you're bringing to the table i would say um, just the fact that I'm a versatile artist, um, you never really know what to expect from me. I don't know what to expect from myself. I'll make, you know, an early 2000s Pharrell type song, and then I'll go and make a new age drill song. Um, I kind of surprise myself sometimes um, just because I, I do a little bit of everything. There's not really a specific genre I would even consider myself. Um, just, yeah, my sound's everywhere, honestly. Because you also bring, you know, real music training to all this. I, I was reading that you're a graduate of the Governor's School of the Arts in Norfolk. And, you know, you have music theory under your belt. And how does that influence your rap music? Yeah, so the Governor's School of the Arts, I really feel like gave me a good foundation of musical composition and, uh, you know, at being in the school, you know, I was in the orchestra, I was a percussionist, so I would play the drums, the timpani, snare drum, bass drum, all everything, the xylophone, um, and I feel like that really helped with my musical composition, um, just because I have a deeper appreciation for all types of music, um, because playing orchestra music is not for everybody, and it's not easy, but, you know, I, I stuck through it, and, you know, the governor's school was able to give me 
more opportunities with music production and the things that I really wanted to do. So, you know, I credit a lot of my um, musical inspiration from the Governor's School of the Arts for sure. Well, it's so cool you played xylophone. I love that sound. Yes, it, it's actually real. I actually cannot read music. So for me to uh, everything was played by ear and I learned everything by ear. So xylophone was really hard for me to play. Mm -hmm. It'd be really cool to hear someone incorporate xylophone into rap. No, it would. And a real xylophone, not the, you know, the musical instrument, you know, the plug in that we use on Pro Tools or something. But the real xylophone, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, here's here's something I'm going to throw out. I'm going to brag for you a little bit. 2018 at the Shagfest Music Festival, you opened for Pharrell Williams. Yes. What was that like? An incredible experience. I will be the first one to tell you, I just, I, I never really thought that at that young age, I would be um, on a stage that big. And it was just really, it was mind blowing, honestly, to be backstage um, and experience, you know, what the people that I look up to, you know, to be able to experience that and be back there in that element. Um, but going on stage and seeing all those people in the crowd and, you know, being on the stage that big is definitely overwhelming but I, I stuck through it and i had the time of my life it was one of my favorite performances ever so now did you get him pharrell uh, i actually did not the way that they had that set up the local artists that were performing on that show couldn't really see you know the bigger headliners um but i really wish i met him that would have been nice. And that is the way a lot of those shows work. A lot of times the opening acts, everyone is so busy getting prepped, their their paths never cross. Right. Well, darn it. Well, one of these days, one of these days, <laughs> you're going to meet Pharrell. Oh, I remember you. Yes, I hope. Uh, hopefully one day I will meet him. Well, I know one day, manifestation, I will meet him one day. But it seems like at the time, this also led to you becoming an ambassador for a nonprofit called Stand for Kind. Yes. Now, what was that all about? So Stand for Kind is an anti-bullying suicide awareness organization. Um, I had one of my mother, my mother had a friend um, who knew the organizer for the organization um, and, you know, they had reached out to me after hearing my music um, and asked me to come on and do a couple of shows in Texas. Um, and, you know, it turned into a two week tour going to like two to three schools a day. And then we ended up doing it again the next year. Um, they invited me back for another two week tour. And it was just a great experience. Um, I would go and talk to you know, the children at the school about my own experience with, you know, bullying and suicide prevention. And it was it, it was welcoming, you know, that all the schools were very welcoming. So I had a lot of fun um, and I got to perform. So I got to, you know, <laughs> play my um, music and connect. So. So what's the most important thing you want people to know about bullying? Really <clears throat> um, is, you know, if. I, I say this a lot, and I know a lot of people agree, a hurt soul hurts people. Um, 
a lot of bullies really have, you know, had their own trauma or something that's making them feel like they have to take their anger out on somebody else. And it, it's not okay. Um, cause a lot of, you never know what somebody else is going through and what could be somebody's, you know, breaking point. And, you know, I, I preach that a lot to the younger kids and people younger than me is just watch what you say to people, because you seriously never know, you know, what's going on behind closed doors. And you could say one thing that could totally change somebody's life, or it may stick with them for the rest of their life, or it may end their own life. So, you know, bullying is not okay. Be positive. I, I try to tell everybody just be positive and keep positive thoughts. And if you wouldn't, you know, want it said to you, don't say it to anybody else. Well, do you think if kids get involved with something positive, say like music, that that heals a lot and that gives them like a positive thing to focus on? Oh, definitely. Because I was I was pretty severely bullied um, through elementary school and middle school and you know, music, you know, they used to kind of joke, you know, and tease me about my music too. But that was my, that was my coping mechanism. I used to love listening and dancing to music, you know, at my house. So being involved with music definitely helped me. So I know, you know, doing music or doing something similar with the arts will help a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like that was probably a real turning point for you, like to be able to take something that was painful and then turn it into a positive by inspiring other people? Yeah, you can always turn a negative, you know, situation into a positive situation. And that's something I feel like you learn as you grow up. I didn't really understand that when I was younger. Um, but now that I'm older, I can really understand that. And I think that was my breaking point as well is realizing, you know, you are stronger than your situation. Um, they wouldn't be put in front of you if you couldn't handle it. So. Well, the music industry can be tough. Do you think this has given you the strength to deal with, you know, all that the music industry throws at you? Honestly, I don't think anybody can really prepare or, you know, it, you can definitely handle it. But preparing for the music industry, it's just such a tough industry to be in. Um, it, I think it prepared me a little bit, you know, to build my strong bones and, you know, take criticism and take what people have to say. It definitely, you know, helped me in that aspect, but the music industry can just be so cruel sometimes. So I know there's a lot more that I have to prepare for to really, you know, take it by the grips. Now, your parents uh, were in the military. So did they kind of give you some strategy to, to toughen up? And because it seems like, you know, if you can make it through boot camp, you can make it through just about anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My I will say that my dad, he toughened me up a little bit when I was in middle school, you know, to just really take take matters into your own hands sometimes. Don't always run and hide from your feelings or how you feel. Sometimes you just got to take care of things the way that they need to be taken care of. And so my dad, he, he encouraged me when I was younger to toughen up because I'm an only child. So I didn't have any brothers or sisters to really, you know, toughen me up. So. It took, you know, my friends and my parents, so. Now, did you ever think of joining the military? I did, but I actually have asthma, so I cannot be in the military or at least certain, you know, components, of the components that I would have, that would have interested me. So, so that must be a challenge too, 
for your voice, how do you how do you uh, take care of your voice when you have asthma? Um, working out. Most recently, I've been working out because I have seasonal asthma. Um, it really flares up when um, when the seasons change. You know, it's spring and and fall. Um, but working out has really helped me out a lot with my performing. I work out about two to three times a week now, uh, working on my cardio. Uh, and that definitely helps a lot um, is being fit and taking care of your body. So I drink only water. That's the main thing that I try to drink and working out and eating good. I still got to work on that, but <laughs> I eat a mm -hmm. lot of fast food. Well, the water is good. At least, you know, you're not like a lot of us that get hooked on coffee early on. Yeah, uh, I'm fortunate that I'm not because I do love coffee, but I don't drink it very often at all. So, oh, there you go. I think one one energy drink and I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, um, I still have some more questions. So, but before we go into our, our final heat here, uh, I want to make sure people find you online. So uh, where are your favorite social media places to be? Yes. So I would say my favorite social media platform is Instagram. I post the most up there. Um, but on all of my social media sites, it's the baby Don, T-H-E-B-A-B-Y-D-O-N, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all of the above. So make sure you go and follow me. So current single is Mood. Is this from like maybe an EP or a full album you might be putting out? So currently I'm not working on an album or an EP. I'm working more towards a mixtape. Mood won't be on there, but I am shooting. Um, I'm currently working on, you know, putting together the rap songs that I'm going to put together for this mixtape that I will be dropping next year. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Seems like the mixtape is having a resurgence right now. It is a lot of a lot more people are starting to do mixtapes again. It kind of took you know a break a little bit when COVID hit. Not a lot of people were dropping them, but seems like it's picking up again. And when you think of like a mixtape, are you thinking just your own original material, or or do you want to like mix in other stuff or samples of other artists? I mean, what, what do you consider a mixtape now? Um, mixtape to me is really just a collection of what you embody as your work. So for me, my mixtape will probably have a lot of samples in it. Um, I like using, um, samples from artists that, you know, I enjoy listening to. Um, and now that I have a producer, it's going to be easier for me to, you know, bring my ideas to life when it comes to inspiration from other songs and other artists. So that's something I'm really excited about, but mixtapes really it's, it's, I feel like it caters towards the artist, really whatever you feel like you need to put out, whether it be a cover or, you know, your own original music. Or maybe uh, a collaboration with Missy Elliott. Oh yes, that <laughs> that's coming soon too. Hopefully. <laughs> So of all the modern people out there, who would you most like to collaborate with? Oh, man, that's a tough question. One of my favorite artists, um, even though I am more of a rapper, upbeat pop artist, um, is actually Kalani. She makes a lot of R&B music, um, but I really feel like a collaboration with her, because um, I listen to a lot of her music, um, a collaboration with her on a pop track 
or an R&B track would be different for me um, and different for her the way that I would execute it. So it would definitely be Kalani. Mm -hmm. Well, since you have a background with percussion, do you think you'd ever want to collaborate with another percussionist? Yes, definitely. I <laughs> I actually just sold my drums, which I'm pretty hurt about. Um, but I, I think I'm going to get me an electronic set so that I can get back onto it because I definitely want to get back into drumming. It was really fun and I enjoyed it a lot. So, yes, a percussion collab would be awesome. So like if you had the electronic drums, could you maybe perform that live in your shows? Yes. And that's actually something I have thought about before. That'd be cool because back in the day, uh, the... 10 minute drum solo that used to be a real cool thing in a rock concert yeah you're, you're too young to remember go on youtube here here i'm telling you all these old things but back in like the 70s you know the the big classic rock bands in a live concert they would kind of be jamming and then they'd kind of hand it over to the drummer who would just go crazy for like five or ten minutes and yeah it's crazy you say that because my dad is He's a really big music guru and he used to, you know, try to tell me music history and stuff. And he was into rock um, and he showed me a couple of drummers. It, it probably isn't early as early as you're talking about, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the drummer from there. He was. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he did a solo that was like crazy one time. And that inspired me a lot when I was younger. What music uh, did your dad turn you on to? Um, I would say Prince, a lot of Michael Jackson. Um, oh, what was her name? Paula Abdul. Mm hmm. Um, Red Hot Children. Yeah, like the music sentimental. Yeah, those were great. Well, if he introduced you to Prince, okay, Prince's music, do you remember he worked with a woman named Sheila E? Yes, that yes, that was the woman I was actually talking about with Sheila E. Because she's a percussionist. Yes, and she's amazing. See, maybe, maybe you should approach Sheila E. and do a little collab. That is actually a really good idea. I'm going <laughs> to, nothing is too far-fetched, so I'm going to reach out to Sheila E.'s management team. I really am. Yeah, she'd probably be flattered. Yeah, that would be awesome. It would probably make my dad okay, really well, happy too. <laughs> See, it'll bridge the generation gap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing I've noticed on YouTube, you do have a couple of shorts, which are you know kind of like the TikTok shorts. Um, do you do a lot on TikTok? Is that something you think you'll be doing? Um, I it took me a really long time to get into TikTok, but I. I you, sometimes, you know, with the way that technology is advancing, you really just have to you have to do what you have to do, especially in this music industry. And that's where music is going is TikTok. So I wasn't on it before, but now I, it, it's almost mandatory. You got to make a TikTok um, or dance, do something, some type of content on TikTok. Well, it's always neat to see behind the scenes and when someone's in the studio. And I noticed you had something on your YouTube channel, the Gossip Top Remix, and it had a very, you know, live in the studio feel to it. Yes. Did you enjoy doing that? 
I did. That was um, actually a remix to Missy Elliott's Gossip Talk. Um, I love that song. That's actually one of my favorite freestyles. I used to freestyle a lot of songs. Um, that's kind of how I got my start. But Missy Elliott and Timberland beats have always been my my go to. So that was a really fun record and a fun video to shoot. Mm hmm. Well, since you said you got the cardio going and all the movement, do you, do you think you'll incorporate more dance and movement into your videos? Definitely. I think more than ever, I'm going to be dancing <laughs> now that I've got my cardio up. So what's your dance style? Is there like any artists when you see their video, you think, yeah, I want to dance like that in my next song? Honestly, it, it might catch you by surprise, but Justin Bieber his dance style and performance style is very similar to mine. It's um, it's kind of in its own. I, I really don't know how to describe it, but Chris Brown and Justin Bieber are probably a mix of the two artists that I really look at performances and you know try to try to mimic. Interesting. And now I'm trying to picture Justin. Doesn't he like put a lot of shoulder into his movement? Yeah, a lot of shoulder, a lot of pointing, and <laughs> looking at the crowd. I like that. See, uh oh, see if you start getting too much into this, you'll eventually collab with Justin Bieber. Yes, that's probably one of my. That's the, another collab that I definitely want to happen because that was my biggest inspiration when I was younger was Justin Bieber. And he's such an, a good example of someone who started so young and has really transitioned into adulthood. Yeah, he and he's he's really his name has been in the headlines for so long. You know, he was able to really he blew up really fast, but he's also been able to maintain his relevance. So love you, Justin, for that. Wow. How many hits has he had? About 2000. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> well to well to wrap up first of all this is very inspiring you know that that you you've also like justin have made it through the teen years and you know go, going into an exciting time of your life uh just to share with everyone um what's it like to be living your dream you know the good stuff and the challenging part it's oh, it's definitely challenging, um, you know, being a college student, still working a nine to five, um, doing music, throwing parties every weekend, you know, and trying to maintain music. It's definitely challenging, but I wouldn't have my life any other way. I love staying busy um, and I love what I do. So I'm really happy and I'm in a really happy spot, you know, even if I'm not exactly where I want to be yet. I really like where I am right now. Has your college year started yet? Uh, it has. So I go to Los Angeles Film School. So the way that my you know degree works, I kind of work all around the year. So I never really stop until I graduate, which I will be graduating this upcoming year, 2023. Wow. So what part of film most interests you? So it, it's a it's a entertainment school as well. It, it's called L.A. Film School, but my degree is actually entertainment business. Um, so I'm, it's really more of a business degree that I'm going for, but on the entertainment side. Because you do have to sign a lot of contracts and there's a lot of fine print in them. <laughs> there definitely is. And I want to be able to read all of it. So. <laughs> 
So do you uh, make friends with, with the people more on like the directing and video side? Yeah, so because I go online, um, it's kind of hard to connect um, really with the school. But the fact that we have discussion boards and, you know, things of that nature, I am able to connect with other, you know, people that go to my school um, that enjoy the same things as me. So, you know, making music, engineering, um, anybody that's doing the entertainment business degree is probably doing something, you know, similar to me because they need that degree to help with their business. So it's cool. So maybe if you can find like the really breakout up and coming video director, maybe you could work with him on your next music video. Yes. And that would be really sweet, especially to work with somebody that goes to the same school as you. That'd be really cool. So maybe, so you're doing this online, so maybe you could lure them out to Virginia. Yeah, hopefully. That's the, that's the goal to bring, you know, everybody here to Virginia and not, you know, vice versa. We have so much history and and different architecture out there. Is there some like really cool location you'd like to shoot a video at? Yes, I would say I still haven't shot a video there, but there's a place on the beach. Um, the Neptune statue um, is really one of the coolest spots out here to me. Because I love the beach. I feel like that's our biggest um, landmark here that people enjoy in Virginia or on, you know, our side of Virginia is definitely the beach. So I would take them to the beach, to the Neptune. That'd be amazing. Do you think you need permission or could you just show up and do it? Oh, you can just show up and do it. Probably if it was a big production, you probably need a permit. But for what I would do, nah, I wouldn't need a permit. Well, call up the mayor, tell him you're going to make a video by the Neptune statue and that you, you want the key to the city. <laughs> and I demand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you know what you want, and that's probably the most important part of being successful in anything. And and I just really uh, just love your attitude. You know, I love the work you did with your nonprofit. And I'm just so rooting that you can work with Missy Elliott someday. Yes, thank you so much. I do appreciate that. And I, I hope I do too. I'm I'm again, I'm manifesting it. I will work with Missy Elliott one day. Well, you've been listening to the baby Dawn. Her latest single is Mood. She is gonna conquer the world. And uh, but be sure you listen to some Sugar Hill Gang tonight. Will do, and I'll make sure <laughs> I'll make sure that Kelly is the person who told me to do that one day. <laughs> 